Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, he hunts monsters, she's a marine, he speaks gibberish, so does she, they eat chocolate and shake hands. This film didn't do the research and if you didn't want to know that then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler to the tune of spider-man no less because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of that movie before it even comes out as humanly possible and then when the movie does come out quite like this week we go and see it and then see how close we got to actually predicting it and if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test you currently can because in cinemas right now is avatar the way of water Maddie D and I have promised each other that we're going to go see that in 3D. So after we finish recording this, we're going to run out. We're going to get our 3D glasses and we're going to enjoy a three hour plus avatar experience in the cinema. Maddie D is over the moon. Look at him. It's Christmas time, Kieran. Do we have to do this? Well, yeah, we do, unfortunately. Because otherwise, we're not going to have the experience and I'm not going to end up watching it, even though I have to. I'm throwing a tantrum in the the movie cinema. You did the same thing with Top Gun Maverick. You didn't want to see that movie and you ended up loving it. So what are you saying? I might love. Yeah. Avatar, the way of water. You should go in with an open mind and an open heart and see what happens. It's Christmas. I it's refuse. the season for giving. I refuse to. Okay, so it's this the season for giving, but you refuse to give a shit. Yes, Fair enough. The, this movie needs to bend over backwards to win me over, not after last movie. Avatar, the way of water. It's got some forgiving to do it on its own. Okay, fair enough. I guess we'll find out after this. So, we're not here to talk about Avatar The Way of Water this week. This week, we're returning to a movie that we covered all the way back in December, Christmas season 2020, two years ago, and we're back to talk about again. We're talking about Monster Hunter, based on the popular Japanese video game series. Now, I think it's important to point out straight away at the top of the show that this isn't necessarily a review of Monster Hunter, so we're not going to go over the beat of the movie exactly, unless we're talking about my plot. Um, (laughs) So I think it's worthwhile If you haven't seen the movie If you don't want to spoil it for yourself If you really are like a glutton for punishment Please watch that movie first Because we're just going to spoil all the major plot details And if you haven't listened to our original episode That we did back in 2020 I'd strongly suggest listening to that episode first as well Because not only is it a great episode We cracked a lot of great jokes We talked a lot of shit about Paul W.S. Anderson But we're just going to relate what we say this time Back to what was predicted in that original episode So, yep, if you haven't done that, go do that now. We'll be waiting for you. All right, if you're back, let's get into talking about how well we did with Monster Hunter. Matty D, this is a tradition now. How much do you think Monster Hunter made in the worldwide box office? And keep in mind that it had a budget of $60 million. I know you're thinking, wow, the CGI in this movie was pretty good for $60 million. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, I think it made seven shekels. Seven shekels. I think it made a guinea. Okay. A galleon. Throw out a real figure. Let's see how close you get. Seven. Seven million? Seven dollars? Seven. <laughs> I think, okay, so what was the budget? I'm going to guess. Sixty probably. million dollars. Sixty million dollars. I think it made 50 million. No, less. 45 million. No. Stop, 30- stop, 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 stop. You were about to say 45 million dollars, right? Yes. 44.5 million dollars. And that's what I was going to say. The best prediction Matty D has made so far. Well, and probably done. this episode. And Kieran. this episode, definitely, definitely. So. Another thing as well, back in that original episode, we talked about the racist joke that was going to be cut from the movie. When I originally saw the movie, I saw the version with the racist joke in it. Did you? Believe it or not. Oh, because the version I watched for the this episode didn't have it. Yeah, I, I watched it this time. I watched it uh, yesterday, in fact, and it didn't have the racist joke in it. But I remember seeing the racist joke when I originally saw the movie. And in that episode, I kind of made out that I got the context of the joke wrong. Okay. 
So in that episode, I made out that the uh, the Australian character Josh Hellman's character was directing the racist joke at a Chinese character, an Asian character, I should say. Mm-hmm. But it was actually the other way around. The Chinese character was actually making the joke about himself. I thought directly. that's what we said in the episode. No, that's not really what we said in the episode. We made it sound like he was, you know, forced to be making disparaging jokes about his own race okay. by the other people. But right. it was more so he was doing it to make the other people uncomfortable. Well, it didn't happen anyway. Didn't happen. It wasn't in the, the best. It wasn't in the home release, but I, like I said, it was in the original cinematic release, I believe, because I do remember seeing it. I may have just watched the clip on YouTube, and I'm just misremembering it. Mm-hmm. But I have definitely seen the joke, and I just think it's important to point out that you know what we said wasn't exactly accurate, and I was getting secondhand information from an article which was also inaccurate. So I was just parroting what I'd read elsewhere. Yeah, it was cut. Some other things probably should have been cut, but that was cut. Yeah. From opening credits to closing credits, I think should have been cut, but we can get into that a little bit later. Let's explain our point system. So what we do in these episodes is we break down what each other said and then award points to that. And then the person with the highest number of points at the end is clearly the the better predictor that episode. And the way that the points work is that we get two points if we call something without any prior knowledge. We get a single point if we had prior knowledge of that being in the movie. And we get half a point if we're on the right track, but not quite there. So Matty D went first in that original episode. And I've got to say, listening back to his plot prediction after watching the movie is, well, oh boy, it was a treat. <laughs> you didn't actually listen back to the episode, did you, Matty D? Well, well you obviously listened listen to my plot. I listened to, I listened to your prediction. So my, my whole plan was I was going to listen to your prediction first, get all your points together yep. in order, and then go back and listen to my prediction. I didn't have time to do both. And I haven't listened to my prediction. But through the so you context, don't remember what you said. I remember bits and pieces, and through the context of what I was saying throughout your plot, how cocky and arrogant I was about disagreeing with some of the points you brought up. I already know I didn't do well. And, okay. Uh, off memory, in the process of writing this, writing at the time the Monster Hunter plot when we were doing the episode, I I didn't know what was going on with that trailer, so I Clearly know I not. did. I know I did badly. So if I get in the double figures, I'll be surprised. Let's okay. Point it that way. <laughs> okay. So let's get into it. So you said that the movie will open with a cold open. Oh dear. Right. Where we see a team of unnamed military people doing military stuff in South Africa. They never say in the actual movie where they're from. No, they don't. The location is not important at all. And that's not a bad guess, I guess, a lot of I haven't finished yet, by the way. Oh, okay. The soldiers are loading equipment into trucks, and we see one of the soldiers bump into an ancient stone monolith, causing electricity and dark clouds of smoke to fill the air. Of course, none of this happens. No, and I guess that was my Bravo team, I think. Yes. what I was going with. So it's implied that this was Bravo team. So this happens twice in your plot. Right. Doesn't happen twice in the movie. We never see what happens to Bravo team in the actual movie. No. Uh, and by the way, it's storm clouds, not smoke. Yes. Because lightning doesn't come. Well, actually, lightning, magic, can a- Kieran. lightning can appear in smoke clouds, but you know, that's besides the point. You said that from out of the smoke <laughs> appears a winged flyy monster. And I said, like a dragon? You went, no, it's not like a dragon at all. It's just a flyy monster. Yeah. Otherwise known as a Rathalos. But you said it wasn't like a dragon. So I didn't know no, what to not, imagine. I'm imagining a, a bird, a that's butterfly, a dragon. dragonfly, perhaps. I think that's a fly monster. Oh, actually, there's no you real monster. You didn't get any though. points for that. Because that, that it also doesn't happen in the movie. You said that the fly I, I monster- I did have a point for fly monster because there were monsters that flew. But did they look like dragons? Exactly. <laughs> so, you said that the fly monster attacks the Dip. military and it, it might destroy their helicopters. Wow, really good prediction. It might destroy their helicopters. Half a point. Because this kind of happens at the end of the movie it and it's suggested... It's uh, very generous of you, sir. That's suggested that's what happened to Bravo team off screen at the beginning of the movie. You said that the soldiers... Said, what, are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> just, just, already I'm off to a flying start. Uh, a flyy start, I should say. <laughs> You said that the soldiers attempt to flee in their jeeps and attempt to call for help over the radio. 
never actually happens in the movie, but it is implied to have happened. Right. Don't worry, you're going to get points for it in the future. Okay. You said that we cut to a second group of soldiers who are led by Artemis. A point. Well done. You actually got a point there. For, for Artemis leading the team, thank you. Yes. You said that we'll have a few scenes of non-racist banter and none of it will be funny. A point. Well done. <laughs> it was all in the trailer, though. Well, thanks. None of it will be funny. It was. That got me a point. Yes. You said that they receive a distress <laughs> call from the first group. Bravo team, of course, and they set out to help them. Gave you half a point for that because at the start of the movie, they've already received the distress call. They're actually listening back to a recording of it on like a little mini display or whatever that was. I guess they just wanted to recall what happened. I don't know. They just want to remember. So they've already set out to find Bravo Team by the by the time the movie. They give the recording going. to the loved ones of Bravo Team. This is what happened. Yeah. To all- ah! it's a real Grizzly Man <laughs> situation. Did you ever see that movie, Grizzly no, Man? No, I did not. I think it was directed by Werner Herzog, the actor, um, and it was about the American Grizzly Man who used to go up and sing to bears. What? He, he believed that bears weren't that dangerous, so he would, go, he would just go out and like interact with wild bears, like big grizzly bears, mm. and sing to them and, and be like, they're just like big dogs. He was eaten by a bear. Did he develop armor with, that, with uh, flaming swords? No, he didn't. He's not that cool. But he recorded his death, and there's a section in the movie where uh, his wife plays Werner Herzog, the recording of his death. That's gruesome. And he, like, he starts crying and he takes it off. He's like, you must destroy this. I think you, you should not keep it. You should destroy it. Yeah. I think that's what you should do. Okay. Because it will be the white elephant in your room all your life. He was so upset by it. But anyway, so that's what you're saying they're doing with the family for Bravo Team. So you said that they go to Bravo Team's location and Bravo Team is nowhere to be found. There's just tire tracks left in the sand. I was really impressed when I first heard that. I was like, wow, two points. And then I rewatched the trailer. And as you said, I saw it was in the trailer. So I was like, oh, one point. You said that the monoliths are in this same location. Gave you a point for that because it is where the tire tracks are. Well done. You said that one of the soldiers touches a monolith, activating it. This never happens. No. You said that another electrical storm appears and Artemis gets everyone to get back into their trucks and flee. Move, move, move. Gave you a point for that. You said that the cloud surrounds the soldiers and they are teleported to a tropical jungle. Tropical jungle, is that what I said? So they are teleported. I actually gave you a point and a half. I don't know why. I think it should just be... Is it because there's a tropical jungle later on in the in the movie? Yes. Yes, that's right. So I gave you the half point because I guess, you know, they weren't teleported to the jungle, but there is a jungle later on. Yeah, so okay, they spend that, the time that in the desert, but they go to the jungle at a certain Oh, boy, point. do they spend time in the desert. <laughs> half the movie in the desert. So it's an hour and ten minutes <laughs> into the movie when they finally leave the desert and yes. go somewhere else. And we're like, please, anything else <laughs> but yep. the desert. Don't you love that desert? Mm-hmm. You're not given much choice. You said that the soldiers banter as they explore the lush jungle. The soldiers never make it to the jungle. Nope. You said that at this point in your plot as well, you reiterated that you're an expert on Monster Hunter. Well, I, d- I, I, I wasn't showing in your plot so far. I did far. play the game, which is one step more than you. Yes, yeah, so, but who came in with more research at the end of the day? Um, I knew what a flying monster was. I, oh, yeah. I looked at pictures of the monsters and I was like, that one, that one, that one. Oh, I need to know the names. Screw that. Or describe them. I played the game. So I know more about Monster Hunter than you. Sure. It really shows in your plot too. (laughs) We go. You said they find a cute creature. That's as much description as you give it. Did they? Artemis approaches it and a dinosaur-y monster charges out to protect the cute creature. (laughs) Nothing like this happens in the movie. You had no descriptions beyond dinosaur-y and cute. There were dinosaur-y monsters. Where are my points here? I'm, I'm... 
I'm feeling a lack of points that I deserve. There were flying monsters. There were dinosaur monsters. Um, cute is subjective, but the cat is cute. And that's it's not what you were talking about. None of this is happening in the movie at all. That's the problem here. That's why you're not getting points. Phil, what Phil, aren't you st- understanding like about justice this? going on here. You said that the military shoot at the dinosaur e monster, but they aren't able to damage it. I gave you half a point because that's close enough to what happens with the Diablos. But the context is all wrong, and no scene like this actually happens in the movie. That was a dinosaur monster. Not really. <laughs> you said that a hooded figure appears with a giant sword and fends off the monster. I gave you half a point because it's close enough to how Ron Perlman's character of the Admiral is introduced at the end of the movie, but this scene never actually happens in the movie. Mm-mm. You said that the hooded man introduces himself as the hunter to the soldiers. This never happens. The, the hunter never really meets the soldiers beyond Artemis. No, they're all dead. He waves at them from a distance, basically. Tries to warn them about the uh, Diablos. And but I the- don't think he wears a hood either. No, he never wears a hood. He's never shown wearing a hood, so I don't... Well, I don't know where you got any of this Dramatic from. Dramatic effect, Kieran. I was going to say, I don't know where you got that from, but I could say that about anything. <laughs> you said that the hunter doesn't speak English and has to communicate with hand gestures. Well done. Gave you a point. Thanks. You said that the hunter's inability to speak will lead to several hilarious misunderstandings. Gave you a point for that. Hilarious is a stretch, mind you. It was intended to be hilarious, so we've got to go with that. So that was from the trailer. That's why you got a point there. You said that the soldiers try to explain to the hunter what they're doing in this new world, and the hunter seems to know where Bravo Team might be. Need I say why you didn't get any points for this? (laughs) You said that the hunter explains the facts about the world as they travel to Bravo Team's location. Gave you a point for that because he does in a loose way. He says to Artemis that the um, Apseros, the, the Apseros are plant-eating monsters. Right. And, that, uh, and he explains about the poison as well. So, yeah, that's why you deserve a point. You said that they travel to a swamp and the hunter helps them survive this new dangerous environment. Never happens in the movie. So, I guess I was thinking that there'd be more various... You know, Keep in mind that all the soldiers are still alive in your movie. <laughs> They're right. not killed in the, the first two scenes. You said that they find two surviving members of Bravo Team and they're all traumatised by the monsters they've encountered. Never happens. No, we don't know what happens to Bravo Team, You right? said that Bravo Team... Yes, we do. We see their charred corpses. Oh, that's right. And their burnt vehicles and the sand around them is glass. Who predicted that? Oh, jeez, I wonder. <laughs> you said that Bravo Team are camped out in a shanty camp. So I'm imagining like... They're in a swamp, so I'm imagining like the bayou in the south, and they're just hanging around playing banjos as crocodiles come up with them. You said that Artemis tells the hunter that she and all the soldiers, there are eight soldiers, by the way, in your plot. Uh-huh. They need to return to their world. They gave you a point because that's basically the case, except Artemis is just referring to herself, and she also tells the soldiers earlier in the movie that they need to go back home. It's nice here. And that was also in the trailer. You said that the hunter leads the soldiers to an industrial city or a shanty town made from old ships. <laughs> Take your pick. Well, I, I, I want to take the pick of Shantytown made of old ships, please. Well, there's not one in the movie, so you don't get any points. Uh, isn't that where Perlman lives? He lives on a ship. He doesn't live in a shantytown made of ships. There's no shantytown made of ships in this movie. Well, in the game there was, so. Yeah, we're not reviewing the game though, are we? <laughs> sad, sad times. You said that the city has anthropomorphic cats living alongside people. Gave Did I say ha- that? Yes. Nice. Gave you half a point for that because there's one palico in the movie and it lives on a ship with the hunters. I forgot I said that. You said that the palico won't talk, they just meow. Gave you another point for that because, <laughs> yeah, sure. They do very little. You said that the city is led by Ron Perlman's character, Admiral. Gave you half a point because he's the leader of the ship of hunters. Fairly close there. And you said for ease, Admiral can speak English. That's the actual wow. case in the movie. Gave you a point for that because, again, that was in the trailer. Yeah. So, what I don't understand about it. So, he says that he learned English because in ancient times, people from Earth came to their world and they left uh, notes in English. And he said he made a study of them. 
Where does he get his American accent from? Uh, yeah, good question. I, I guess that was the way it was written. Yeah, I guess. How do you learn <laughs> It was something? written phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can understand learning how to read English, but speaking yeah. English. His phonics would be all wrong. Yeah, exactly. How, how would you learn that? I mean, I made a study of it. It's fine. It's acceptable because that's not the thing that makes the least sense in the movie. So you can yeah. just accept it for what it is. But when you look at it, you're just like, how? Oh, well, whatever. And <laughs> why didn't he nonsense. teach anybody else how to speak English? Yeah, none of the other people spoke English at all. It was just him because he made a study of it. Yeah. Imagine if the movie everybody else could speak English. Except for the hunter. Yes. I was actually thinking when I first watched the movie, I actually thought that that was going to happen. I'm like, what the fuck happened to him? Is he like their idiot friend? <laughs> Is he like the ET of the group? Why doesn't the hunter speak English though? Mm, just never learnt it. He did make a study of it. Was, that, was that gag so important that they can't yes. communicate with each other? Yes. <laughs> so important. Also, uh, I don't think the actor speaks English. Okay. By the way, since uh, doing that original episode two years ago, I've seen both of the Raid movies where he's the main character and they're both excellent movies. I hadn't seen them when I did the original movie. I said, I've never heard of him before. Now I've heard of him and he's very good in those movies. In those movies. Well, he was good enough in this movie. Yeah, I suppose this, so. This movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> not, this is not a review, people. Not keeping our cards close to our chest at all, I see. You said that the soldiers asked Admiral for help and he goes to the city's elders for advice. <laughs> you said that Admiral learns that <laughs> no the soldiers- have to travel to a mountaintop to get to an ancient ritual site. Gave you a point and a half for that because that's basically the case. But the Admiral already knows this information and the ancient site creates portals that can send monsters to Earth. So, yeah, you're yeah, close-ish so, yeah. there. Close, close-ish. You said that the ancient site is guarded by an elder dragon. I gave you a point for that because it's in the trailer. It's actually a Rathalos in the movie. But, yeah, it was. it's correct. Fly monster. Well, no, this isn't a fly monster. This is a dragon because right. fly monsters aren't like dragons. <laughs> you said that the Admiral is part of a group called the Commission. He's not. That's something from the video game, from what I understand. I don't know why you inserted video game details into a Paul W.S. Anderson movie, since he's clearly not going to follow anything that's I in the video I don't know why games. Paul didn't do that. Well, we know that. We knew in that original episode that he wasn't going to follow the game law, so you were just wasting your breath there. You said that the monster hunters want to get rid of the Rathalos because it's causing them trouble. Gave you half a point, because that's more or less the case. Yeah, I guess so. They don't like it. <laughs> He said that in order to prove their trust, Admiral sends the soldiers to collect a supply crate. Of course, none of this happens in the movie. He said that Admiral supplies the soldiers with big swords and the hunter teaches them how to use them. Half a point because the hunter does teach Artemis how to wield magic swords and stuff. And I believe they have like a chest full of armor that she ends up wearing. Yeah. So, so eh. to defend my sort of position nonsense, here, yeah. my nonsense is I was trying to tie in a little bit of the video game because there's a lot Again, of, sort of fetch, fetch quests. In Paul W.S. Anderson, it's not his MO. It would have been interesting. It's a valiant attempt, I think. Completely different movie in Matty D's mind. <laughs> you said that the soldiers travel to find the crate and on the way they have an underwater battle where they fight a giant octopus. My hands are in the air at the moment because <laughs> I. <laughs> Manny D didn't watch the trailer, but is basically what we're learning. Well, I, I, you know, I thought you had elements from the trailer. I was just guessing, you know, not everything can be in the trailer, Kieran. Apparently, it True. can, but not everything necessarily. True. Let's is in the not trailer. forget that this is the man who brought us one of the best plot predictions we've done on the show, the James Bond plot. Uh, and he did the same thing there and was dead on the money. So you got to risk know. it to get the biscuit. You got to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. You said that once the soldiers return with the crate, well, that was easy. Admiral mm -hmm. tells them how to reach the ancient mountain site. Uh, it's funny because you just say, oh, you just have to go up the mountain. <laughs> we could have worked that out on our own. <laughs> so I've already given you points for this earlier, so there's no point giving you points a second time. Also, right. it doesn't happen in the movie. Yep. You said there. that the tower on the mountain is just there and holds no significance. <laughs> is that Are you saying that's right or wrong? Or It's wrong because the tower is what causes the portals to open. It's what powers the tower. And also, there's a weird hooded man who lives in it if you watch the mid credit scene. 
I did not watch the mid credit scene. Mm, okay, you're missing so out on stuff. That was something. So you it? missed Palico fighting with swords. You missed uh, what? Artemis and uh, the other two knuckleheads fighting with the Gorvavinsky or whatever that uh, big dragon was called. I think I saw that. That, that scene. happens. Uh, it's suggested to happen at the very end of the movie. They sort of charge okay. towards it. But when we come back in the mid credits, they're back in the Monster Hunter world fighting against it. And Palico turns up to get into the battle as well. Right. First time I watched this movie for our best, best and of worst of 2020. 2020. Yeah. I think I watched those credits, but not for this. Not not for this prediction. Believe it or not, when I saw the movie in cinemas, I got up and left immediately. No, that surprises <laughs> not me. Not thinking that there would be a mid credit scene, but this time I actually sat through the credits and saw that scene. So I didn't want to sit through the credits. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to not. give anybody any sort of... Didn't want to look at any of the names that made the movie. You know, they didn't deserve it. All these people who would hurt you. <laughs> It's too much. Back to your plot. You said that when the soldiers were teleported from Earth to the New World, they appeared far away from the teleportation site. That's correct. Gave you a point for that. It was in the trailer as well, though. Okay. You said that the soldiers will fight against monsters as they travel up the mountainside. Doesn't happen. You said that they finally arrive and fight the Elder Dragon, the Rathalos, in an amazing fight scene. <laughs> Gave you half a point for that because while this happens, Artemis is the only soldier present in the scene. So in your plot, it's Artemis and her group of soldiers fighting yes. the the Rathalos and none of the hunters are present yeah. except for the hunter apparently because you it's s- not the case because you said well no, the hunter is there in the actual movie he is but I'm saying the soldiers aren't yeah the soldiers aren't there now you said that the hunter is fatally wounded during the fight against the Rathalos he isn't just his acting career mm, quite possibly you said that Artemis deals the final blow against the Rathalos it's actually the hunter in the real movie who isn't fatally injured <laughs> Now, I don't think you understood back in 2020 what fatally injured means because he's suddenly alive at the, at the end of your plot. You said that the portal to Earth opens up and Artemis tells the soldiers to go through without her. Nothing like that happens in the movie. You said that Artemis decides to stay in the Monster Hunter world since her life has purpose now. Gave you half a point for that because as we discussed in the mid-credits scene, she does return to the Monster Hunter world, but this is against her will. Cool. I'm surprised I got half a point for that. You originally didn't get a point until I saw that post credit scene. You said that the soldiers return to Earth and Artemis takes the hunter's presumably dead body back to the shanty city. Doesn't happen at all. You said that the movie ends with Artemis running through the jungle with a staff hunting monsters. Doesn't happen at all in the movie. It's actually a cliffhanger ending with our heroes fighting, what was it, Gore Begala, Gore Verbinski, the big black dragon. Yeah. I didn't actually write down what that one was called. It was Gore something. I thought it was the Rathalos. No, there's, there was two dragons at the end. They oh, killed really? the Rathalos and then their second one turned up, remember? Oh. It's like a, a huge enemy from the game. It's like one of the big final bosses from the game, I believe. You don't remember that scene? It had four legs oh, and yeah, arms yeah, yeah, on top. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they like charge at it and that's when the, the, that's when it, the, the title when comes up. Yep. yep. And that was everything you predicted, giving you a total of, how well do you think you did? 15? Very close. You got a total of 20.5 points. Now, mind you, this isn't the lowest score you've ever received, but I think this is easily one of the worst plot predictions you've ever made because I feel like stuff that happened in The Kingsman, which is on paper your worst scored uh, episode, I feel like stuff that you said in your plot kind of resembled what was in the movie, but this one is just completely... It might as well be a special episode because everything yeah. you said just didn't match the movie at all. Yeah. Look, at all. I, I had a very different idea of what this movie was going to be. Maybe it was because I wanted a different movie. Maybe. Yeah, but you're not thinking in the same way as the filmmaker here, Matty D. No, I wasn't. That's the purpose of this I show. I wasn't. I wasn't. So, forgive me. The only me. reason you got points was because there are moments that vaguely resembled <laughs> what could happen <laughs> in the were, movie. They were monsters. They were hunted. Yeah. Forgive me for giving somebody a little bit of credit. For, forgive me for thinking maybe uh, Paul W.S. Anderson thought, oh, you know, maybe I might actually make a ge- make a make a movie that's a little bit like the game. Nope. That's we'll get into it afterwards. That's uh, you know, that's my fault. 
That's my fault, you know. I thought people, I'm glad you're admitting that. People grow, all right. So we'll go into what is are those all my points? That's yeah? all your points. All oh, unless points. you want some more for something. <laughs> some bonus points. You want me to start <laughs> taking them away? <laughs> no. Let's go into what you said in your Monster Hunter prediction and now, you know, I you know, usually we sort of hold our cards close to our chest with this one, but we can just call it. You nailed this movie straight oh, absolutely. off the bat. So. I said in that original episode that I spent three hours working on this plot, and it shows. I did. I wrote a note here that says Kieran did a three-hour plot prediction. And my God, it is good. Man, yeah. I sat good. there analyzing all of the trailers. But did he get more points than me? I guess, I guess we'll, we'll find, find out. out. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's get into so it. I'm excited. Straight off the bat, you said that this movie would start with a flashback. It does. If what I'm describing... No, it doesn't start with a flashback. It's technically a cold open. <sighs> well... Because it takes place linearly in the movie. Because mm. if you're I mean, arguing it- that it isn't a flashback, then any movie that starts <laughs> with a cold open is, is a okay. flashback in your world because it happens before the events right. of the rest of the All movie. Right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so it's not technically a flashback, but everything else... What, what is wrong? <laughs> what, I'll, what I'll describe to you is pretty much what happens in the movie. We see a ship sailing across the desert... Mm-hmm. Uh, you said they're wailing along the sand. I, may th- I mean, they may as well be. I don't know. If well, you don't know if they doing, are. But, they, you know, they are doing it. And you thought that this, um, it would be the hunter. You didn't really announce that it was the hunter at this point, but no. it would be with his family. Now, give the you hunter t- as a child, mind you. Yes. Yeah, the hunter as a child. So, in your, right. in your prediction, you thought we would see uh, the hunter as a child with his family. He'd be on this on this sea. Yeah, they're attacked uh, by a Rathalos. The, the I, ship crashes. I go into He's it. He's the only survivor, but, uh, yeah. But, you know, this is stuff we do see briefly in the trailer, but you get points for it regardless. Because uh, yeah. it does Well, happen. it's not really accurate to the movie. No, it's not really accurate to the movie, but the, the movie does start with them on a ship on the sand. Sure. And what, the hunter is there. The hunter is there. And what the other is, monster is, hunters are technically his monster, family. Yeah, they are his family. Then He's not a kid and they're not his biological family, but they're, mm. they're all together. Now, you said that they'd be attacked by a Rathalos that destroys the whole ship. Yeah. They're attacked by a Diablos in the actual movie. It's a Diablos, that's right, leaving yep. leaving the hunter as a survivor. I give you two points for that because that's pretty much what happens in the movie. Yeah. You then said that we would now be introduced to our ragtag group of Marines. You said there'd be five Marines. I think that's right. Uh, led by Artemis. I give you two sets of one point there because this is stuff that we all see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. You said they're sitting around the desert waiting for action. That's a point because that is the case. We also saw that in the trailer. You said that there would be banter. You said that the tr- the soldiers would be trying to big dick each other. Yep. Uh, now, the only thing I would say is that as a viewer, I don't think they're trying to impress Artemis. You could argue that they are. Yeah. But that doesn't come across to me, but the vibe is still there. There's no racist jokes like you predicted, but I guess that yes. was in the trailer, but everything else is the case. I'll give you a point for that. You said that they're communicating with the Bravo team. There seems to be some strange noises coming from the radio. A point because this is in the trailer. This kind of happens. It's not really the case as we've already it's discussed. It's inferred, but not the case. So it's already happened. And as I said, they've got a recording of the distress call. Yeah. Now, you said that they go to investigate, which they do. You said that they go past some stone markers, which does happen. Now, this kind of happens in the storm rather than them them seeing beforehand. That's right. No, actually, no, they do see them. They do see them beforehand. Do they see them beforehand? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they drive past them and they wonder what they are. Okay. So that was also in the trailer. That's, that's a point there. You said that the soldiers see tire tracks of the Bravo team that appear to mm-hmm. have disappeared. A point because that's in the trailer. So that suddenly a Mad Max dust storm appears. A point because that. Did you say a Mad Max dust storm? Mad Max, <laughs> a, a Mexican food. Yeah, burritos are just raining down from the heavens. I don't think Mad Max exists anywhere in Australia. I don't, oh, yes, it does. Does it? Does it yeah, exist outside exists. Australia? Uh, no, outside of Australia, no. I, I was going to say, I have no idea. Internationalists might be lost to what I'm talking about, but Mad too Max. bad. <laughs> too bad. We're leaving you behind. 
Uh, you said that Artemis would say, move, move, move. Yep. Which does happen two points. She does. She says that a lot. You said that the storm would have lightning. It does. We wow, what a great trailer. prediction. Oh. So I said that the lightning is what activates the stone tablets, and that's yeah. actually the I case. I get to it. I get to it. Okay. You said that. Well, there we go. You said that this would activate the markers, which I guess that's, 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 that's what happens. It wasn't clear to me how it all works, but I guess that's right. So I give you two points. You said that soldiers would be teleported to a different desert. They would see mm-hmm. a monster's ribcage. This is all stuff we're seeing in the trailer, but yep. it's all correct. They would sort of theorize that they're on a different planet. I don't know about that, but they definitely were just like, what's going on? So that's interesting because it was in the trailer, but not in the movie. Yeah. So that's two sets of one points there. You said that the Bravo team would be burnt and dead. They would find them, which is the case. Yep. You said that the hunter is watching them the entire time, which is the case. We see yep. that in the trailer. That's one point. You said a black Diablos would attack our heroes, which is the mm-hmm. case. The soldiers open fire, which is the case. Yep. But it doesn't have any effect, which is the case. Yep. <laughs> this is all true. Uh, you're getting sets of two points left, right, and center all over the place. Uh, in the movie, the monster hunter warns them. I don't know if you said that. You said he'd be no. around, but he does try to warn them against He warns the them by devil. firing a flare. Yes. Yes. But I didn't I don't think I brought that up. You thought a no-name soldier would die at this point? Yep. And that does happen. And yeah, the Chinese soldier and the Australian soldier both died. Oh, there's two. I thought yeah. there was one. So give you two points there. That does happen and that freaks out the rest of the soldiers. Yep. They hide at night in a safe location. This does happen in the movie. Yes. Beat by beat! This is happening <laughs> yes. in the movie. God, I'm mad. Uh they're coming to terms with their situation. This does happen in the movie. Yep. I love how we say, this is not a review of this movie. We're not covering it beat by beat, but this is essentially what's happening yes. now. Uh, I could not have predicted it closer if I tried. I mean, I could have got it a little bit closer, but I feel like if you watch the, if you listen to my plot, you, you know the movie. Yeah. They're, the Marines are all freaking out. They are. Mm-hmm. You thought that they'd work out where the portal is and how it could be used to take them home. Now, this revelation happens to Artemis when the team is all gone. When they're in the desert, on. they see the mountain with the tower on it and they theorize that's where they've got to go. So that's where they're heading to. I thought that the happens movie. later. No, it happens at the start of the movie. That's where they're heading to when they're, when they're traveling. Okay. Well, either way, I gave you two points for but that. But they don't know that the, the tower is going to hold a portal, so... Okay. Well, all up, that gave you three points. I think that's a pretty fair estimate. Now, you thought at this point they would be attacked by a Nersilla, Nersilla, a spidey monster, a crawly monster. Otherwise, I got to break it down for people in case people are lost, you know, the the monster hunter vernacular. Yeah. Crawly monster. Um, This does happen, by the way. They are attacked by this creature. This exact creature, by the way. The soldiers are all killed, you said. That is true as far as the movie is With the exception of Artemis, yeah. Which is the exception of of Artemis, which is what you said next. You said Artemis survives with the skin of her teeth. She's the lone survivor. Yep. Yes. You thought that the hunter would help her escape. Not actually the case. She kind of saves herself. She digs herself out of the cave. But either way, that whole prediction gave you a lot of two sets of two points, six being in total there. There we go. Now, in your plot and the movie, Artemis wakes up in a monster hunter hideout. Now, I guess in, in your prediction, you thought the hunter would save her from the spiders and that she'd wake up. She'd in his hideout, yeah. And he, it should be imprisoned in his hideout. Yeah. Not exactly the case, but this does happen. The hunter captures her, takes her to Happens twice hideout. in the movie, actually. Does, does happen twice. And she's kind of in his refuge, all kind of bound up. Does yeah. happen. Does happen twice. So you get two points for that. And you and you also said as well that where he lived would be the wreckage of an old ship, which is true. Mm-hmm. Points for that. Apparently, all the idiot monster hunters just drive their ship straight into this big pile of rocks that's in the <laughs> middle of the desert. <laughs> yep. The only thing for miles around it, they still crash all their ships yep. there. It's it's hard. It's like it's tradition. It's like the Titanic of the yeah. desert. <laughs> 
Well, maybe they're all destroyed by the the Black Diablos. We don't know that. Maybe. Yeah. The Black Diablos has like a pile, like Smog the Dragon. He takes all the ships to yes. this pile. <laughs> so then Artemis wakes up and there's a fight scene with the Hunter. So it does yep. happen in the trailer, but you did call it. So one point. But they make up. Jeez, they fought for such a long time. Yes, they did. Yes, I think that fight did. scene could have been cut down by about, oh, let's say seven minutes. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Three points in total for that prediction, by the way. You said that they don't understand each other and this will cause some comic scenes. Mm. Yeah, that's true. We knew that was Chocolate. happening, but you, <laughs> yeah, but you get points for that. You get two points, actually, in total. Artemis wants to go get the Jeep that their team left to get well, supplies. They, she doesn't want to get the Jeep. She wants to go to the Jeep. She yeah, wants you, to go to You were getting there, sorry. Yeah, yeah. To get to the radio, to get supplies. I specifically said she wanted to get a rocket launcher. To get a rocket launcher, yeah. But, uh, a there's, bazooka. There's a Diablos that is the obstacle. I give you two points because that is mm-hmm. the case in the movie. The hunter gives Artemis some armor and some swords that light up by the spirit of the user. Yep. Uh, two, uh, two sets of two points there, one set for the swords because we see that in the trailer. That's three in total. You said that he tells Artemis that he lost his family using a series of dolls. That doesn't really happen in the movie. No. Debate me if I've missed he it. He has a set of dolls in the- He so does. He does have a set of dolls that represent the other hunters, but it's not. he doesn't indicate that he's lost his family. He doesn't indicate that they've died. So Artemis I suppose just- that, you know what, I think that deserves half a point because you're yeah. kind of on the right track. They sim- She touches the dolls at a point in the movie and he gets really antsy about that. So I'm willing to say that's worth something. So I'll give you yeah. half a point for that. Fair enough. Okay, this is something that I was scratching my head at because I watched the movie on Monday and I did my show notes. Yeah, you watched the, the movie a week ago. <laughs> yeah, and I did my show notes a little later on. I think I did it about Friday. Mm-hmm. So correct me if I missed this because I was forgetting things about this movie in the matter of days. Sure. You said that the hunter would use poison to attack the Diablos. Correct. Does this happen in the movie? It does. Okay. So he makes a special arrow so- out of the Narcilla sort of stinger. So they go and kill the, the Narcilla. They, the okay. Narcilla, sorry. It's all coming back to me because she she sort of coasts it out and they kill it. Okay. That's yes. right. And then That's he uses right. the stinger on the arrow, which That's he right. fires into the Diabolos's eye. Because orig- eye. Because originally- I You know, if you- I wanted to poison Matty D, what I'd do is rather than put like poison in his food or something <laughs> that he would ingest, I'd just get a needle and jam it into his eye. <laughs> Right, so I originally gave you half a point because the hunter uses exploding arrows on the Diablos, but yeah, it's poison and now that's coming back to me as well. That's actually two points there. I'm bumping you up. You said that the hunter uses Artemis as bait. This is true. And Artemis chews him up about it afterwards in a comic scene. She yells at him. So that's two sets of two points It also happens twice in the movie again. Yeah, just, just keep it going. So that's four points in total. You said that they go to attack the Diablos and at the start, it doesn't seem effective, which is true. That's true. For the most part. There. So the poison doesn't affect the Diablos at all. <laughs> it's woozy for like a second. It, it's woozy, but I think what we, I think what we're supposed to take away from it is that the effects take a while to sort of kick in, and that's what. Yeah, and it. its eyes just back to normal after getting an arrow shot into it. I, well, that's just the CGI budget that they're <laughs> yes. throwing away. But I think I think that's what we get to. But you know, either way, you're right. You said that they would go to a plateau where there's a lot of lightning going on and there they would meet the other survivors. The other survivors uh, being... No, 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 no. Hunters. You're mixing two things up there. Am so I-, I said that the the place that they're heading to is a plateau and not a mountain, which, by the way, is the case. Yep. They're not there yet in my plot. And I said that they run into the... Uh, I don't remember where I said that they run into them, but it's not at the plateau. Okay. All right. 
So the plateau is where the tower is. Right, okay. So that's what you're referring to there. Yeah. So the plateau is where the lightning is. Yeah, they're going there. And you said they'd meet other survivors. In your plot, you thought that they would be from the real world. That's not the case. Yeah. So I thought they'd been teleported from the real world years ago and had become monster hunters in the same way that Artemis is sort of doing the same thing. Which I think- It's not the case. I think why you why you drew that conclusion was because they speak English. So you're well, like, well, well Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman does. in the trailer spoke English. So you're like, well, why does he? Maybe he's from the real world. No, he just studied, Kieran. He yeah, studied. he made a study of he it. He made a study of it. Uh, so essentially, these are the characters that we met at the start of the actual movie. Mm-hmm. This In your plot, this is your- uh, introduction to them. Yeah, uh, I right. give you two points anyway because that's kind of close enough for me to to call it. Uh, you said that Ron Perlman, whose character I can't remember, is the Admiral. leader. We've only said it ten dozen times. Admiral, but does he actually is he actually called anything else other than Admiral? Just Admiral. Okay. Well, he is the. What's leader. funny is two in points. the cast list. In the cast list, when we did the original episode, they called him Admiral, and still in your plot, you didn't know what he was called. <laughs> does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Does he do anything? Oh, well, he swings some swords around. He does swing some swords around. Anyway, back to your plot and back to the movie because you introduce a chef cat. You said that this, yeah, it's Palico. You said that Palico wouldn't appear or the Palico wouldn't appear for a lot due to budget, which is the case. That's exactly the case. Now, I'll give you a point because we do see- It has less than 30 seconds of screen time. uh, Well, you know, it appears later on in the movie, apparently. For a second. (laughs) So, I give you a point because that is something that you saw in the trailer and I missed in the trailer, but it's there. But two points yeah, because Matty D didn't watch the trailer. Moving on, We're, I'm giving I'm giving you points here, buddy. I, I give you two points because thank you. You do, you do deserve it though, uh, because it doesn't appear for a short time, and also you describe it does appear for a short time. It does, yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I'm giving you the points for. Uh, you said that the cat would appear to be quirky, so I'll give you two points because I think that was the intention. It gives a little smoochy kiss to, <laughs> to Artemis. Yeah, and Artemis's reaction is like she likes it. Yeah, she seems like turned on by it. <laughs> Well, not that extreme, but still. Anyway, you said that we would now see some Apseros. Apseros. Yeah. Apseros. I think this is what I referred to as swimmy monsters. They're not swimmy monsters. Or- You didn't have swimmy monsters beyond octopi. Walky monsters. Turtley monsters. Dinosaury monsters. I think those were my dinosaury monsters. So, the Apseros who are like ankylosauruses. Uh These guys trample our hunters- Due to being spooked, which does happen yep. in the movie. I said that they're spooked by Arathalos as well. Which does happen. Yes. Uh, and it happened. So, just to add context for anybody who's seen the movie, which should be everybody, this does happen. This happens or nobody. in the leak. Oh, sorry, not in the leak. In the lake. In the leak. In the lake. So, in the lake scene, they go to an oasis. We've spent so long in the desert in the movie at this point that we get so to it's see night some time. They're in a jungle. There's it, a lake is nearby. Is it nighttime? Is it daytime? It's nighttime. Is it nighttime? Yes. Oh, it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> but they go. They go to this jungle. This this sort of oasis area. These creatures are drinking from the lake. They get spooked. They nearly trample over. Oh, that's right. So when they see them for the first time, it's daytime. Yeah. But then time passes. Artemis and the hunter make a camp. They hang out. They drink some booze. And then at nighttime, the Rathalos turns up, breathes fire, spooks the Apseros, who sort of stampede them towards a cliff. That's when the other hunters swoop in and rescue them. So that happens twice because it happens at the lake as well. Off memory, there's like a little monster that comes out of the lake. Yeah, but it doesn't spook the Apseros. Oh, and actually, no, it does spook the Apseros, I think. Yeah. See, I watched the movie yesterday and I'm already forgetting. So, <laughs> a weird sort of winged monster, a fly monster, if you will, sort of bursts out of the sand and the hunter chops its head off and then he goes, baked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get two points anyway there. Now, you said that there would be a huge fight scene with the Rathalos that is 
sort of guarding the tower, which is the case in the movie. Artemis and the Hunter would take on the Rathalos. This is two sets of two points there, four in total there. Said Mm -hmm. that Artemis would teleport to Earth and the UN would collect her. I'll give you two points. Actually, I should give you two sets of two points there, four in total, because that does happen in that sequence. Now in the movie, there's an extended fight scene. You know, oh, well, that happens exactly in the movie. And she teleports. She gets picked up by yes. a helicopter, which you predicted. She's in the yes. helicopter. The helicopter is attacked by a Rathalos. Now, yes. replace Ra- is the Rathalos as well? It's a Rathalos in the actual okay. movie. Right. And uh, so I give you two points anyway for that. And destroys everybody and everything, leaving Artemis to be the only survivor. Yes. Two points there. The movie will end with Artemis charging at, was this the Rathalos or was this the other creature? So in the actual movie, it's uh, Gore Verbinski- Gore Bagala, but in my plot, it was the Rathalos. So the Rathalos is I know in your defeated. plot it was the Rathalos, but I just wanted to confirm because I thought yes. that's what happened in the in the movie, but... No, with the help of the Hunter and uh, what's his name? No, it is the, just the Hunter. So the Hunter appears in the on Earth. I'm giving you they two fight. points anyway because it's close enough because... Yeah, they, what I said does actually happen in the yeah, movie. So, so in the movie... But replace the Rathalos with Gore Bagala. Right. Rathalos attacks helicopter. They take down the Rathalos. This other creature appears. They, they face yes. off with the creature. Goes to black. You just thought it was going to be the Rathalos the entire time. That's just the Artemis only as difference. Well. And what's that? And just Artemis as well. Yeah, and just Artemis. This happens in the movie. Uh, the only and I di- said it was going to be like a blue-balling action sequence. Which it is. Attempting to lead up to a sequel. Which that's exactly is. what which they did. Is. So, not something that we see in the trailer. You called it, so that's why you get two points or two, uh, a few sets of two points there. Uh, the only difference being is that it's not the Rathalos at the end. And at the end, she is joined by the Hunter and the Admiral. That's right. In a scene that you didn't see. No. And she's back in the Monster Hunter world, so well that happens in the in the end credits as well. But I, in yeah, the, in the in the movie, yeah, the Admiral. What I described is how the movie Hunter, ends. Yeah, Hunter regardless. Appears. So yeah, that's that's everything you got right. Did I just describe the whole movie? Pretty much. Pretty much. With that, you got eighty four and a half. Eighty four and a half points. points. I've never done that well before. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> well done, me. Well done, you. Because I've beaten my high score. I, I like to throw shade at you, Kieran, every now and again, even when you do well, but I can't argue with this. This this was good. You, what you a solid effort. That um, three hours paid off. I don't know if you're proud of yourself. I don't know Not if really. the time and Why the energy Why did I put so much time and effort into a it. shit movie? I don't know if you're happy about predicting something that was what we saw. I mean- yes. Well, I was happy when I saw the movie because I'm like, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. But uh, I can't take anything away from you. This is one of the best predictions I've ever heard you predict. Yeah. You called the movie. I can't think of- There's only a few instances where you didn't. A few little details that weren't yeah. there. The plot so beats are there. it's obvious that I didn't cheat. The details are there. Yeah. But- I still knew exactly what it was going to be. That's right. This movie was leaked, wasn't it? No, I know for a fact you didn't. It Um, came out the day we recorded it. Yeah. So that's how we knew about the whole racist joke thing. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. But But like I said, there's no way I could have cheated because there were no plot details. Uh, Insane. Insane listening back to your prediction after watching It was insane listening back to your prediction. (laughs) I bet, I bet. I got to listen to that. But yes, well done. 84 and a half points. Thanks very much. I'll accept those gratefully. So, now that we've learnt how well we did... Well, now that we've learnt how well I did predicting the movie, let's let's find out what your thoughts are. Matty D, what did you think of Monster Hunter? Yeah, I spoke a little bit about it in our best and worst of 2020. Yeah, where I you think- called it one of the worst movies of yeah. 2020. Yeah. So, I'm going to start with the things I liked okay. about the movie. How long is this list? Very short. Kieran. Okay. So the things I liked about the movie is the second half of the movie wasn't as bad as the first half, but that may be because- I'm with you 100%. That may be because the first half was really, really bad. <laughs> yes. And the second thing I can say that's good about the movie is it's not very long. 
Well, it's nearly two hours. Now. It's 15 minutes shy of two hours. Now. But, you know, we cover a lot of, like, over two-hour movies in this, yes. in this show, so. I felt every second of the movie, Maddie D. <laughs> that is what I was going to say, because the things that I didn't like about the movie is it felt like it was for a long time. Yes. It's a short runtime movie. When I powered through a lot of the movies for 2020, this was one of the shorter ones, and I looked at the runtime and I went, thank God. But, yeah, you feel every minute of this movie. The characters sucked. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I got to say, I'm not a fan of the game. I know I played the game and we did research on the game. I'm not a fa- I, like. I'm not somebody who's really familiar with the game. I won't say I'm not a fan. At least of you the gave game it a go because I liked the game, but I'm not. I'm not super familiar with the game. But based on what I saw about the game and now, what I, have I read, to admit as well, I have to admit as well that I have seen several hours of Monster Hunter on Twitch, and I had at the time when we recorded okay. it, but I didn't point that out. All right. Any reason why, or just didn't think of it at the didn't time? Think of it at the time. So, the brief stuff I've seen about this video game franchise, which is not a lot, if the movie was anything like any of that, it would have been better. I would have liked that so much more. And this is coming from someone who's not familiar with the game, but even if it was just a little bit like the video game, I would have liked it a lot more. And I think the fans would have liked it a lot more, assuming that they didn't like it. So ultimately, I think they should have spent it's like more you're time. saying, if my bath had hot, hot water in it, it'd be more comfortable. Yeah. So <laughs> the video game is like a steampunk esque uh, swashbuckling yes. adventure. This movie was none of that. No. This movie was it was Resident Evil. A Resident Evil in a movie. desert. In a desert, and and that and the fact that they're in a desert for so long in the video game. I played only a few minutes in the video game, and you got to go to so many cool places. You met so many exciting characters. The the palicos were all over the place. There was so much. There's so much exciting stuff going on. How do you take that concept and all these like fun, exciting things, and then just decide I'm going to strip that all away and just tell the story I want well, to tell? I think anyway. a sixty million dollar budget says that. <laughs> and so, Paul W S Anderson as a director. Ultimately, my thoughts are this: they should have. Sp- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They should have spent more time lifting from the source material rather than old '90s tropes that we're already tired of seeing. Yeah, this movie has been done way better. Yeah, we've seen Aliens. It was awful. I wouldn't say that Resident Evil is better, but it's the same plot. It was awful. It was it was a terrible experience. I can't say enough negative <laughs> things about it. Fair enough. I'm pretty much going to echo all of your sentiments. This was a terrible movie. I don't think we ever had any expectations that it was going to be a good movie. I don't think any of the fans really had any expectations that it was going to be a good movie. We're going to have the same conversation when we talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie in a few weeks. Well, we don't know. That could be good. Yeah, you know, I'm not hopeful. Good. I'm not hopeful, but I can guarantee you it's going to be Can't better be than worse Monster than this. Hunter. So this movie, the reason that it's the pits is because it spends an hour and nine minutes in the desert of an hour and 45 minute movie. And we really did not need to be in the desert for that long because it is so boring. Yeah. Sitting there and meticulously planning how you're going to take down a monster is not an element in the games. You run in and slash at them with swords until it falls over. Yeah. So I also counted the monsters in this movie and I wish I could- There were four. Yeah, there were four. (laughs) There were four in a movie called Monster Hunter. The desert scene, you only see two brands of monsters. That's right. Brands, yeah. Two two species of monsters. Two species of monsters. So for that hour and whatever, we're in the- One hour, nine minutes, yeah. We've only met two monsters in a movie called Monster Hunter. And there's only one hunter. Yes. Okay, I'm really mad now. Like, they, well, like, technically, Artemis is a is a hunter in a way. She's learning the ropes. The there were no Marines in the original game. No, of course not. 
So why are there, were there Marines? Were there Marines in uh, Resident Evil? No. no, but like <laughs> you could argue that they belong there more than they belong in this universe, which they said sure. was like a multi-dimensional whatever the fuck they wanted to say. It would. Yeah. So, Sorry, this is what you thought. Yeah. So I think when the movie picked up, it was when the other hunters turned up because then there was something that resembled a movie and a plot, and it was something that could have been in a Monster Hunter video game, yes. and it just made me think. Look, the elements are here. Just eliminate. Artemis, we don't need her in the movie. Eliminate the whole real world aspect. Just focus on these characters. Have the hunter by himself in the desert if you need to, having to survive on his own. Of course, it was Paul W.S. Anderson ham fisting Milijovic in there, you know, just writing a role for his wife. She was so unnecessary to this whole movie, even though she's the main character. And it just shows that there's a better movie sitting in there amongst the ashes of the Rathalos's breath. But of course, Paul W.S. Anderson didn't want to focus on making that movie. He just wanted a star vehicle for his wife. He wanted to put her in the desert in skimpy clothing. He wanted to make aliens. And yeah, he wanted to make aliens. He wanted to put her in sexy armor and, and just film that. Yeah. yeah. And we, so this was a total failure of a movie, we, we of course. Didn't, we didn't need her as the audience surrogate because I didn't relate to her at all. Of as course. She's member. the most unlikable, unrelatable person I've seen in one of our movies since Antebellum. <laughs> so I tell you what, the movie really felt like one of our special episodes where they spend way too long on like the first section <laughs> and then the second section has to be like crammed in in the last few minutes. Yeah. This was basically that in movie form. And not only was it not particularly long, they still felt the need to pad the movie with montages. How many montages were in this movie? There's so many. There was at least- So many. It was like a Rocky Four level movie of montages. So anytime they were doing anything, there'd just be a montage of them suiting up, preparing the weapons, traveling. So many montages. Healing montages. Healing montages. montages. Oh. Oh. Just padding, padding, padding. And this doesn't add anything to the movie. It's just shorthand for like, all right, we need to get to the next scene. Let's have a shot of them walking through the desert. It's daytime. It's nighttime. Here's some stuff. That desert. Pad, they, pad, they pad. They spend so long in that desert. And then- One hour, nine minutes. W- when you get to see the other survivors, you get excited because you get some variety. Yes. Oh, hey. Like, the hunter was carrying the movie. You're like, oh, we have other characters? Great. Let's yes. learn about them. Oh, wait. The movie's over now. Yes. We'd learn nothing about the other characters. Beyond Admiral, none of the other hunters have names. And Some of the characters we see once. God bless them, because I think they carried more charm in their small yes. little interactions. Yes. Than they didn't even speak did. English. Well, they didn't need to. They didn't even need to speak. They were no. barely in the movie. And it was just like, oh, give me the movie about those characters. Give me the movie about that world. Now, I had some stray observations as well that I, that I noted down while I was watching the movie this time around. Uh, the amount of times that Artemis falls from a great height and doesn't get injured is astounding. <laughs> How many times did we see that in this movie? Yeah. But that, that's something that happens in these movies. Though. Yeah, continuously she's falling. She falls like on stone so many times and just gets up like she's uh, just fallen out of bed. She's a badass. Was supposed to be, I suppose. Also, the amount of times she was dry retching towards the start of this movie really upset me. Mm. I was just like, please stop. Like anytime she would get like near something gross or near some like smelly water, she'd just be going. Ugh! Well, how do we know it's not gross? <laughs> you know, that's a. I tell you what, I, when I watched this movie, I watched I watched it with somebody who just watched the trailer because I was like, oh, hey, yeah? let's watch this movie. And I got to say, good strategy because they were just like, oh, that was in the trailer. I'm like, noted. <laughs> good effort. Now, there was another scene that made me laugh. There's a scene where Artemis is doing target practice with like this wrist sort of grappling hook thing. And the hunter sets up like three, looks like old tankards for yes, her to shoot at. I remember. And then he stands right next to the thing that she's aiming at. Yeah. It's her first time ever firing one of these things. And it's shown that it goes straight through metal. And he's just like, I'm going to stand right next <laughs> to it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Well, not really. But in this movie, it's easily one of the dumbest things. Also, when the, uh, the hunter yells bait, 
to Artemis when they're next to the the oasis in the where the Apseros are drinking the water. Mm-hmm. He yells "bait" to her, but I thought he yelled "bitch." <laughs> it sounded exactly like he said "bitch," and so I just thought he was just calling her a bitch. And I was like, "Fair enough." <laughs> and that was all my observations. So yeah, all around terrible movie. I wouldn't recommend anybody watches it. I'm yeah. sure you feel exactly the same. I feel the exact same way. I don't think I'm going to eat Hershey's chocolate again because of this movie. Because no, that you know, this movie was not chocolate. Guilty, guilty for association there, Hershey's. How dare you? <laughs> Jeez, they probably lost sales because of this, this movie. This movie was so bad. Yes, easily, me, easily one of the worst movies of 2020, if, if, even though I think Antebellum was worse. If you're listening to this podcast and you like this movie, please tell me why. Yes, please, please let us know. Why. Because I'm guessing you, if you're a fan of this movie, you're trying to look for anybody to talk about it because no one is because this movie came and went and no one really wants to talk about it. But if I'm wrong, if Kieran's wrong, tell us. Why don't I read a five-star review of the movie? From an, from a viewer, that'd be fun. Is, is, the, is the reviewer P, P. Anderson? So this one here is from P. W. Anderson. No, it's from a gentleman called Chris Albert. He wrote the review uh, a year ago. He said, "I've never played the game." All right, that gives okay fair. a lot of stuff. Well, neither have I, to be honest. But so I can't really say I came into this movie with any kind of expectation except wanting to see some fantasy action involving monsters. No fantasy. And brother. to put it simply, it was awesome. The plot is rather simple. Yeah, of course. Um, A group of military personnel on what seemed like a retcon patrol are looking for their missing teammates. We don't need to hear the plot a second time. We already heard your plot. Let's hear. Yes. Let's. uh, I just read the ever lovable Ron Perlman plays a role as the leader of his own team of monster hunters. But characters aside, the true highlight of the movie are the monsters. I imagine many of them were taken straight from the game. (laughs) All four of them. (laughs) And their designs are superb. The action involving these creatures is top notch. Combine it with the hyper- top notch mean brief <laughs> shit. <laughs> Combine it with the hyperkinetic human actions and the how seamlessly they interact with the human characters and what seamlessly you seamlessly ha- interact with the human characters. And what you have is an adrenaline pumping, fast paced, and always enjoyable movie that never once slows down and bores you. <laughs> Fucking hell! Who paid you off, boy? If you're into action adventure, who enjoys fantasy, this is really badly written, by the way. Yeah, because he's four. <laughs> With monsters thrown into the mix, I don't see how you can possibly not have a good time with this one. I can see about 109 minutes worth of how you can not have a good time with this one. If you're a fan of the Monster Hunter game franchise and know a lot about its lore, I honestly can't tell you how you'll react to this movie. Purists typically don't take kindly to adaptations that are considered unworthy of the source material. That was a sentence that went nowhere. But to everyone else, there won't likely be an issue in simply enjoying the movie as is. Well, so that's someone who liked two out of three. They gave it five out of five. Five out of five. Five out of five? Yes. It's one of the best movies. I want to read more reviews from this Chris person. I, <laughs> See what other shit movies they like. we reach out, find him? Chris is his name? Yes. I, I want to find Chris, invite him on the show and just get his opinions on things. Yes. He'd be like the, the great sort of like straight man. You know Maybe what I mean? Maybe he just loves everything. Maybe he just sits there and goes, oh my God, the pictures are coming to life. Yes. This is magic. This is like witch magic. And he just thinks everything's impressive. Maybe we should see if he has more reviews of movies that we've covered. So in the future, we could <laughs> get his opinion. Um, is, it, uh, is it bad I'm jealous of Chris? I am. Uh, like, if I could live a world as simply as Chris, I'd love that. You know, if I Yeah, could get find, a lobotomy. If I could find enjoyment out of the things that are completely unenjoyable... Void of any kind of joy. Uh, maybe he's going to write a review of a shit that, that he took earlier in the morning. Way to live. My God. So our all dear audience. tragedies, you'd be like, oh, this is all right. I like this. I like Shut up about broken. Chris. I'm fed up with it. <laughs> you can let us know your thoughts, dear audience. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter social media pages. 
And you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let's wrap it up for another week. Mm-hmm. We never have to think about or talk about Monster Hunter ever again, the movie that is. But next week, oh, I'm excited, Matty D. I'm excited. We're getting into the Christmas spirit by covering another horror movie. Yay! And next week, we're returning to the world of M. Night Shyamalan no. as we talk sorry, about... I'm twitching. Oh, God. As we talk about his follow-up to old... old. <laughs> Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Bautista and Ron Weasley. I'm so excited. Hasn't he, hasn't he done a Cabin movie? He has. <laughs> he's doing another one. <laughs> and we get to talk about it next week. So please, join us next week for M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. And until then... Until then, guess what I'm going to do, Kieran? I'm going to join Maddie Day and Caddy Day. Maddie Day and his lovely lashes. And eat some chocolate. Wonderful. Bit. <laughs> You're funny. You know what I'm going to do next time you're dying in the desert? Nothing. Bit.